Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Let's get on to our, our next topic, our next um, guest now, because she is really fascinating. Singaporean. Uh, her name is Crystal Wong. She is now the head of partnerships at a company in Hong Kong called Sleek Flow. She's going to tell us a little bit more about that. And she took a chance several years ago on her job interview. Flying to Hong Kong for this interview cost her $1,500, bought a new outfit, but she really wanted this job, and she got it. And now she is rising through the ranks. She's just returned to Singapore uh, um, this week after several years being locked down in Hong Kong and here to visit her family and friends and and, and graciously just, uh, agreed to come in and talk to us today. So... Crystal, good morning, and welcome to Money FM Saturday mornings. It's great to have you with us. Good morning. Thank you for having me have here for a chat. What a, what a journey you have had. Um, did I get it right, more or less? Yeah, more or less, yes. So I didn't buy a, a new outfit, though. Oh, you, oh, you know, I think you said, some, said something about buying a new outfit. Well, I, bought, I, bought, I bought an air ticket. I bought okay. lots of other stuff. Just okay. forgot the outfit. Okay, okay. So tell us, yeah, take us back. Just give yeah. us a little bit of background on, on when you saw that job right. opportunity and what happened. Right. So for me, actually, um, I started a startup right out of university. I was from SMU, finished um, school, and then started a startup. And then I did it for two years and was a bit burnt out. I was what like, was okay. the startup? Um, it was about a... Um, sharing economy startup we could rent stuff from each other so mm. that we reduce like you know the waste stage and everything else so then i was really burnt out after two years and i thought like okay i need a break and while just looking for somewhere to go on a sabbatical for three months i just thought oh no i can't do nothing for three months i should apply for some freelancer jobs mm. and then you know if easy apply and all these one click checkout things so i applied for this job in hong kong never heard of this brand never heard of this company looked at it sleek flow what is this i was like okay never mind let's just apply and um, within a few hours the founder got back to me say hey you know you look really interesting would you be free for a chat next week and this was pre-covid so a chat next week usually means like in my office next week mm. right. so i thought like oh wow um should i fly to hong kong next week <laughs> you know am i ready for this like i'm i was looking for like a break <laughs> yeah so that's what i did you know 15 1500 uh, yeah so bought an air ticket packed clothes everything forget to buy new clothes and then and got, you're hoping he doesn't cancel yeah, last minute right exactly yeah, so what happened yeah. was i reached the airport and then he shifted our interview timing earlier so i was actually about to take like the public transport to the office which is a very like um, out of reach place in Hong Kong called Cyberport um, but then in the end I thought oh no I only have like one hour left to get there so I took a cab and that was the most expensive cab I took in my yeah, life not cheap <laughs> yeah it was it was 500 Hong Kong dollars that's oh. around like almost 100 sing yeah, yeah about 100 sing yeah. 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 yeah so just step back slightly you said you didn't know anything about Sleek Flow, but what was it about the job then that interested you? Was it in your, as they say, wheelhouse? Was it your skill set? What was it about this job that made you jump on a plane and spend 1500 bucks? I think for me, um, I was actually looking at overseas opportunities. I think I was a bit, um, I guess wanting to explore the world a bit more while I was still young. So I think that's why I wanted to take this plunge. Like, I think any other company in any other location in the world that replied, I would have probably said yes and yeah. like, took a chance on it anyway. Just that this one was in Hong Kong. I thought, like, oh, not bad. It's pretty nearby. I could always come back anytime. And then COVID happened. But then, yeah, so I think that was what made me pick up this job. The next thing was because it's also a startup. So for me, like, I started my own startup. So I understand how hard it is to get started. I empathize with founders. And I really like building something from scratch. Mm. So I ended up joining the company as the fourth person in Sleek Flow. And I think like it's been a crazy like two, three years now because I 
joined in 2020 February. So I think like we're almost like yeah, that was, two years. Yeah. yeah. And what was your age? Can I ask at these, at these? So what age were you when you set up that first startup in Singapore? I was out of uni, uh, 2018. I was probably 23, 24. Wow. Yeah. And then you did that for a couple of years. Then yeah. 25, 25, you jump on the plane yeah, to Hong exactly. Kong. Yeah, exactly. And then it's crazy because in this past three years, we raised money from like Alibaba, from like Target Global, and now we have 100 people. Nice. So it's crazy mm. when like I'm the fourth person, now there's 100 people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We're, we're talking to Crystal Wong, who's the head of partnerships at Sleekflow in Hong Kong, but she's Singaporean. She's back in town for a little bit of time. What did your parents say mm. when you, you know, it's not easy for them to let a daughter, any parent, mm-hmm. let a daughter or a son, but especially a daughter go live overseas when you're young. What did they say when you said, I want to, I got this opportunity. They've, they've offered me a job. I want to go. Right. So I didn't ask for their permission. I just told them. I was like, by the way, I just bought a ticket last night. I'm going to Hong Kong next week. And my mom was like, uh, okay, go for it. Yeah. I think like my parents are very supportive in that sense. Like, like they, they realized they didn't have a choice, right? Yeah. Like they're going to get yeah. on board with you. Yeah. Because I think growing up, they gave me lots of freedom. Like whenever I was choosing subjects, let's say in junior college, you know, they're like, just pick whatever you want to do. That's oh. what I was going to ask you specifically yeah. about your parents, the fact that they supported you. I mean, you don't have to go into detail as mm-hmm. much as you want to share, but are they from a business background? Are they from an entrepreneurial background? Where do you get this entrepreneurial zeal from? Yeah, actually, I think it might be because of that. But no, they weren't entrepreneurs. They weren't business people. So my dad used to be a horse trainer. My mom used to be an air stewardess for Singapore Airlines. Right. So I think like them not having like very traditional jobs like doctors or lawyers or nine to five jobs Interesting. made them very like flexible and all these kind of things. So they're very like, if you see an opportunity, go get it. If that's what you like to do, go try it. So I think since young, it's always been like that. So I guess I've been, um, yeah, just wanting to try lots of things since I was really young. That's why they just kind of like indulged me in that sense. Was that a horse trainer at the Turf Club or the... Uh uh, oh, he worked for Hong Kong Jockey Club. Oh, the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Yeah. Right, right, right. Which is massive. I mean, massive. even yeah. bigger in horses are even bigger in Hong Kong. Than so you're, so here, you no. were posted there at some point, was you? Or was he born there? Was you born there? You I was he, born in Singapore. I'm Singaporean. Yeah. Right, yeah. but he worked in Hong Kong. He worked in Hong Kong. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Nice. Fascinating. All right, tell us a bit about Sleek flow and and break it down for our audience that they can understand what what exactly you do. Right. It's an omni-channel messaging platform. So you combine all your messaging channels into one place. So your WhatsApp, your Facebook, your Messenger, your Instagram, your WeChat, Line, Telegram, all. You can manage all your chats in one place. And um, now we actually have this social commerce kind of like angle to it where you can buy things on WhatsApp. You can pay in WhatsApp, select things off a catalog in WhatsApp and do all of what you usually do like shopping. Basically shop on WhatsApp. So rather than opening up like five or six different apps you open up one app and everything is in there yeah can you post across all of your apps at the same time yes we can we can actually send up marketing campaigns so you can like kind of like put a blast out on different channels you can also set automatic bots to reply so as a Mm -hmm. chat bot for example someone comes in with like hey i want to ask about a necklace you know we can route this conversation to someone from the necklace department if you're from like maybe the handbag department then so it's it's for retail businesses like yeah yeah so we actually sell to businesses but then um yeah we span retail we also do like financial institutions we also do tuition centers for so send like oh reminders for your kids' classes or remember to upgrade your package, pay for next month's classes, stuff like that. So, so yeah. it's not available yet to the individual consumer. Oh, it's, it is available okay. if you pay for it. Yeah, it's a subscription right. basis. So every month, if you just pay for it, you can use it. Yeah. But I can see why the B two B thing would work, right? Because yeah. uh, simplify. I mean, it streamlines the marketing message. That's is that right. what you're That's trying right. to do? That's right. Yeah, yeah. and I think like, we work mainly with very big um, luxury brands, and they also um, integrate many other things. For example, like CRM systems. 
customer relationship management systems like Salesforce, HubSpot, or even like retailers who use Shopify. We integrate with all these things. So we make it very easy for people to plug into the system. Wow. Yeah. And you mentioned, sorry, Glenn, you yeah, mentioned sure. you started with four, a staff of four, yeah. and now it's 100 plus. Yeah. So that's the personnel count. In terms of finance, what have you gone from to, you know, from startup to right. what? What is the current value of this company or whatever you can disclose? Right, right. Yeah. So when we started, my, from what I understand, my boss was paying me out of his own pocket. Like he was bootstrapping the whole thing. <laughs> So um, it was him, the founder. It was a front-end developer, a back-end developer, and me. So basically, I was the only like non-deaf person on the team at that point of time. So I did everything, like marketing, sales, customer support. I was replying people at 2 a.m. You know, about the software and stuff like that. But since we've grown and we've actually raised money from like Target Global as well as Alibaba, so our most recent fundraising round was last year. We raised our Series A. We raised $8 million U.S. dollars. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of like where we're at. We expanded to many different places. So in 2021, we expanded expanded to Singapore and Malaysia. Last year, 2022, we expanded to London, Indonesia, as well as Brazil. Hmm. So we have like people all over the place. What's now. the competition like? Is there a lot? You have other yeah, people out there doing I think the same like, thing? there are more and more like people coming up with similar products. So I think like the competition is definitely strong. But I think how we set ourselves apart are like, you know, our focus on retail. I think that's a big focus area for us. Hmm. Hmm. I want to ask you something personal. Mm-hmm. I can see why you was attracted to the company. What did the company see in you? I know they get the obvious, wow, this is a really gung-ho person. She's willing to fly to Hong Kong. But there's drawbacks to that because they could employ someone locally who may not want to jet back to Singapore every five minutes or whatever the case may be. What is it that you think they saw in you? Right, I actually had this conversation with my founder. I was like, actually, why did you hire me? And then um, apart from me, like, you know, meeting him with my luggage and tow, I think it was the fact that I used to be a founder as well. So I think he's a very young founder. He's around the same age as me. So when he was like starting this business, he also had like similar problems that I ran into last time. Like, how do I fundraise? Or like, you know, is it a good time to fundraise? Where should I take the company? What direction should we go to? Should we focus on this feature or that feature? So I think like having someone who has kind of like been through the founder journey as well to like understand his struggles and figure it out together with him was something that was very helpful to him at that stage at least. Fascinating. What has it been like? uh, Both Neil and I as younger people lived overseas and we had our own experiences, but what has your experience been like living on your own? I think it's been great. Like I really appreciate the freedom. I think because for me, when I went to school in SMU, I didn't have like halls, like university halls. So I went home every day. So I never really fully experienced like staying by myself before. Mm -hmm. So I think in Hong Kong, that's when I like stay by myself. And then you pay like sky high rent and you like question your decision, like whether I should be working here. It's so expensive and food is expensive and everything. But I think like you learn a lot more things. You grow up a lot faster, like financing, budgeting Mm -hmm. and like, you know, calculating all these little nitty gritty taxes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a huge like learning curve and there's no one to help you. Like my mom and my dad don't know Hong Kong taxes. So Yeah. yeah. But your father worked in Hong Kong, right? Yeah, but it was like eons ago. Do you speak Cantonese from a Cantonese background? Yeah, I speak a bit of Cantonese. Yeah, I speak Cantonese. Right. Yeah. Fascinating. Fantastic. Absolutely fascinating. So what would be, for people listening, what... I don't know, lessons, would that be the right word? What lessons or, or tips would you give to people who A, either want to start up or B, just want to take the plunge, go overseas and go for that job? What would you say to them? I would say just do it. Yeah, just listen to your gut and do it. Like if you, if it feels right, it. No negatives at all for you? No, I think it's always a learning journey. Like, at times, obviously, I regret, like, you know, oh, why did I get myself into this job? But then you start seeing something else, like, oh, I'm so happy I had this job. I got to try mm. these new things. Like, for example, my role shifted so many times. I was, like, 
customer support sales all in one and then became more marketing focused and now I'm leading the whole partnerships team which is a completely new team in Sleep Flow so I get to like kind of make some decisions and I get to fly quite a bit as well so I think like these are upsides that I didn't see very early on Wow How does your journey compare with the journey of uh, your your cohort at SMU for example or some of your other friends from school? Yeah I think like in SMU everyone's generally very like entrepreneuring like a lot of people end up starting their own businesses or they work in banks or they work in like very like tech companies big tech companies so I think like my journey is more similar to those um, who ended up starting own business but then the difference is that I think being able to see the startup ecosystem outside of Singapore Mm. it's something that I guess my other cohorts that stayed in Singapore have not ventured out yet weren't able to experience so I think Mm. that's what when did you think I I know you mentioned your your parents very supportive but they're not from an entrepreneurial background when did you start to see it in yourself was it in secondary school that you seem to have this business savvy? I mean, the, the, the jobs you do, the duties you've taken on are extraordinary, especially so young. When did you start to see that this is the path you're going to go down? It's not going to be medicine or engineering or law. It's going to be this entrepreneurial path. Funny fact, like I actually never wanted to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, since I was seven, I've always wanted to make movies. I wanted to be a film producer. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I just fell into this whole startup thing because when I was in my third year in university, someone approached me say, hey, I have this idea, you want to work on it together. I was still in uni, so I thought like, oh, no, not much risk on my end. I can help you with some stuff and let's see how it goes. By the time I graduated, he said, oh, I actually found an investor. I'm like, oh no, this is getting serious. So that's why I ended up like doing this startup for two years. And I think that's when I picked up a lot of uh, startup know-how. What, what did you study at SMU? I studied business. See, movie producers don't generally go into yeah, business. So you must have like, had an idea that you were going that way. No, I think I just had to stay in Singapore for uni. So that was just like the most general degree I could find. Right. Uh, so I think that's why I ended up in business. But I do think going to SMU trained like my business mind like, a lot i literally mm. did not care about the business side of things growing up i just want to make like passion projects films that i like and then when you go to smu and everyone's like about the hustle about how do i earn more money how do i get this other client and stuff like that so i think that framed me a lot in terms of how do i make business decisions how do i actually plan certain things so i think smu is really like the place to be to start your business yeah you talked a little bit <clears throat> excuse me before about the value of living overseas Figuring out your life, a little bit of hustle on your own side, apartment living, bills, taxes. And and we have talked about this on the show many times before that one element that many Singaporeans are missing is overseas experience, right? Yeah. And and bringing that experience then back to Singapore to to grow versus just having foreign talent come in mm-hmm. and share their experience, right? Mm-hmm. So if you... If you could say anything to your friends, your colleagues, your schoolmates about that, what would you advise them about living overseas or or taking a chance to move overseas and get that kind of experience? I think you should definitely do it. I think like actually the reason why I think what added up to this or what led up to this is because I actually went on a lot of overseas trip while I was in SMU as well. And I think that broadened my horizons a lot. Mm. Like in my second year, I went to Xinjiang, China, mm. which was very different from what I expected of China. You know, Xinjiang was like the Muslim part of China. So it didn't look and feel like I was in China, but I was in China. So I think that experience there in my second year, in my third year, I went to Korea for summer school. So again, that was like six weeks of living alone, which I thought like, hmm, I could do this. Hmm. And then um, my last year, I actually went to New York for a business study trip. So again, that was where I saw lots of different tech companies, met lots of different tech people. And that made me feel, oh, I think tech is something that's pretty interesting, but I still want to make films. Like that was my mindset then. So I think like just going to all these different places and sitting 
at the graduation ceremony while waiting for my name to be called, just thinking back upon all of these memories just made me feel, yeah, I want to go and see the world more. Mm. I think so. I think like for, I guess, students in uni or anyone else, like if you have the chance, especially while it's like risk-free, go for all the overseas experience, like trips, yeah. internships and stuff like that. I think it will definitely mold your worldview. It will change the way you think about things. And I think like it will have an impact on like, the way you think and move forward in the future. And do you see that? I mean, in your business community and when you go back and meet your old peers, do you see a difference between, say, folks who have worked and studied overseas versus those who haven't? I mean, what differences do you pick out? Yeah, I think I do see that a lot in my company at the moment. For example, my founder, he studied in the UK. And even, Wait, is he from Hong Kong? He's is from it? Hong Kong, right, yeah. Okay. And um, the early few employees also studied overseas. So I think that's just something about them seeing like what's happening on the other side. Maybe that's why he picked me as well, because I studied so-called overseas from Hong Kong's perspective, right? Yeah. yeah, so I think like that's what I see is the early difference but in singapore like most of the startup communities the founders that i kind of like talk to they all just like started studying in singapore started the business in singapore everything was just very singapore based mm. and then venturing to yeah. malaysia southeast asia stuff like that crystal what's next for you what do you want to do i really want to make films still <laughs> yeah i still want to make films so in the meantime i do enjoy what i'm doing at sleek flow i think like it's fun building new products it's fun growing teams so for example i'm back in singapore now but like i'm looking to hire more people for my team specifically so i think that's a very fun part about my role that i could fly quite a bit you think you hire singaporeans yeah we have a singapore team. to be have, based here or? yeah we do we have eight people in singapore now right. we have like about 30 in malaysia around 10 in indonesia so i get to fly through all these places like periodically yeah to like um build up partnerships there or to hire people there so and excuse my tech yeah. ignorance is sleek flow the app the device is it available in singapore yeah it is yeah. it is okay yeah. so if anyone wants to find out more about it or apply for one of your jobs where should they go <laughs> uh, head over to sleekflow.io that's s-l-e-e-k-f-l-o-w.io yeah fascinating crystal thank you so much for being with us crystal wong the head of partnerships for sleek flow um First of all, we're glad you're back in town. You can have some time with your family and your friends after yeah. a long COVID lockdown in Hong Kong. We know it's been brutal there That's right. uh, for all of you. But but thanks for coming in and, and stay in touch with us. Let us know how your career evolves and, and whose lives you're starting to change now. Yeah. Because I think that's interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Crystal. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.